clarity, connection, authenticity. I'm Alexa Ray, former mental health clinician turned life coach. I quit my full-time career because I was sick of working in a healthcare system where people were not getting the help they needed to actually shift and there were so many gaps present. I am shaking up the mental health game to help women reconnect to their authentic selves and rewrite their story from who they think they should be to who they want to be. In Authentically You, we'll be talking about all things that limit us from connecting to our authentic self. Trauma, self-worth, self-esteem, relationships, communication, addiction, self-compassion, body image, disordered eating, anxiety, challenging beliefs, all of these things. Bottom line is, I want this to help you feel seen, to help you feel safe, heard, and validated. Hello, everyone, <laughs> and welcome to the episode of Authentically You. Then, when we're going to talk about self worth, what the heck is self worth? Uh, this podcast has been inspired by one of my clients who were doing a lot of this work in regards to building self esteem, building self worth, and her not quite getting the complexity of what it is because it's a truly complex process. If you come from a childhood of struggling with these things or not feeling like you're worthy, not feeling like you're good enough, not accepting who you are and not understanding the concept of self-love. And so she has inspired me to do a podcast episode on it because I think it's a really powerful message that people need to hear. And in my work, when I work with clients, I do use the term self-esteem and self-worth interchangeably. There's varying perspectives on that. Some people believe that self-esteem is based off of external factors, but like what people think of you, what you're doing, accomplishing things like that, where self-worth is inside of you. And I don't truly fully believe it. I think the full picture of self-esteem and self-worth are essentially, you know, it's a complex process, which is why when I work with clients, it's very, um, complex and that we do it in stages and steps because it, it is a lot. And so for me, I truly do see that self-worth is the inner work, but self-esteem itself is also something that we need to get to a place of love, self-love because although our worth comes from inside of us, we also need supportive people in our lives. We also need boundaries. We also need healthy relationships And so that is why I don't fully myself go from the perspective of that external factors don't matter. But what I'm speaking about today is what self-worth is. And my perspective on self-worth, it's this really, it's a state of being that's inside of us that we do inner work that comes from a place of understanding who we are, of you know, loving ourselves and also just accepting who we are as an individual. And I'm also going to talk about the five stages in regards to when I think about a person connecting with their most authentic self, what does that actually look like in stages and and, and sort of the process that I would follow through. And so self-worth is a state that sometimes, um, not sometimes, I mean, somewhat is, is timeless. It's unchanging because it comes from inside of us. It's a direct measure of how we value ourselves, how we see ourselves in spite of what other people might say, in spite of, you know, things that happen externally from us. 
And so it's something that doesn't really quickly or easily change based off of external factors or if circumstances change in our lives. And so that's why you can probably, as you're listening, like, mm, that's a really difficult thing to accomplish. It's very, very true. And when I work with my clients, we look at, you know, basic needs. And I think as a society, we are only taught to look at basic needs around food, water, oxygen, right? And, and we don't really ever get to this place of self-love or self-mastery and all these things because we don't educate children or educate ourselves enough on what we actually need as a human being to feel fulfilled in this, in this life. And so self-worth is really steady. It's unflinching and it holds power, true, true power, my friends, to transform your life, to rewrite who you are, to reconnect to who you truly are at the core. And this of course is all well and good, but what does it actually mean to have a high level of self-worth? And so to have a high level of self-worth, it means that we're having a favorable opinion or an estimate of our, of ourselves, of who we are. It means that we have this unbreakable faith in ourselves, in our ability to follow through, to get things done, to meet our needs. And having a high level of self-worth means that we feel worthy. We have to feel worthy of good things if we want to have good things in our lives. And if you're listening, you're struggling with low self-worth, low self-esteem, you probably don't fully get the concept, just like my client didn't. Because if you're not given that message or your subconscious doesn't understand that message or believe it, it's really challenging to grasp the concept. But what it means is that we have these feelings of deserving happiness, health, love, success, abundance, and that's all in spite of the difficulties that we face, the disappointments that we experience or what other people think of us. It's unbreakable. It's not dependable, dependent on external factors. And to, so, to have a high level of self-worth means that we accept ourselves wholeheartedly as a holistic person, regardless of our flaws, our weaknesses, our mistakes, our limitations. It's about recognizing the real value of who you are as a human being right now, not changing, you know, who we are. And this means that we are never, in a, never allowing ourselves to be defined by external, sorry, outside forces, including other people's opinions. And this is the, one of the biggest challenges that women I see have is that we're on social media. We're comparing ourselves to other people. We're making, letting society choose what defines our success and, you know, it's usually based off of accomplishments or the amount of money that we have or the status that we have. But this, when you have real self-worth, it means you're never allowing the outcome to shake your confidence, to shake the resolve that you feel or the faith that you have in yourself. And all this essentially means that no matter what happens, we are steadfast. Nothing outside of me and who I am as Alexa Ray influences how I feel about myself. Now, this is a foreign concept for a lot of people. And it's something that, you know, every person, myself included, is always working to continue to either get to or to maintain. And you alone, I want you to know this, if you take nothing else, you alone are the most important, significant factor in how you feel about yourself, how you uh, move through your life, how you see circumstances and handle circumstances. And essentially, this is where your personal, authentic power comes from. So that is really what self-worth is. And 
I want to take a moment for you just to let that sink in, sink in. Like, do, do I have self-worth? Do I have self-esteem? You know, what does this really look like for me? And I guess we can sort of talk about, you know, what it, what it looks like to sort of build self-worth because this is the big, aha, uh-huh, this is all why we're probably still listening to this episode. And it's really wonderful to understand what self-worth is, what self-esteem is, but having a high level of self-worth is one of the most valuable things that you can have in your life. And I'm sure no one would disagree with that. But the question truly, truly remains is how do we go about building our self-worth? How do I build my self-esteem? How do we create enough of this stuff to empower who we are, how we move through our lives, our daily uh, decisions that we make and any sort of behaviors, patterns, or actions to help us achieve what we really want to feel in life. And I think, you know, there's a a podcast I did on, on, we talk about my model around, like, how do we really want to be the person that, how do we be the person that we actually want to be and how we really are usually looking at outcomes without feelings or how we want to feel in life. And that is one of the biggest situations that is impacting this itself. So go back and listen to that episode. If you're wondering, you know, all of that sort of jam and stuff and peanut butter and stuff like that. I don't know why I got to that topic, but here I am. Um, okay. So what I want to share with you now is, is the stages that I myself went through that I help my clients go through in regards to building someone's self-esteem and self-worth. Um, and of course, This isn't something that you just check off no healing work. I tell my clients this all the time. If we work together for four months or, or whatever it is that we work together for, that's not the end of the work. That is the foundation of building the house. And then you, what's so cool about healing is you get to continue to build it in the ways that you want with a more conscious lens, instead of just being on autopilot throughout your life. And so this is not something that's a one done sort of situation. You have to can't forget about it. It's something that you have to constantly be conscious of and continuously work on it. And the only way you're going to build true, real, authentic value in yourself is to continue to work on it. And so essentially I want you to sort of think about this as building a house or building a fortress or whatever you want to call it. You know, I want you to envision this, envision how long it takes and how many details it takes to actually build a place that becomes prominent and more substantial, that it's almost unbreakable. That's what this is. You know, let's say you have built this house. Let's think about the three little piggies for a second. Three little piggies. One builds a house out of straw, blows down. One builds a house out of, I don't even remember what it blows down or something. The brick house doesn't blow down, right? We want to make sure that our worth can stand that strong wind, the hail, the rain, the snowstorms. If you're in Canada or, um, you know, anything that will shake the ground around you, you have to remain intact. And that's what this is all about. Um, and so I want to talk to you about these, these stages. So the first stage is really becoming self-aware to become conscious. Who the heck am I? And I want you to really think about this stage as getting to know yourself on a deeper, more profound level. And this is the, one of the most challenging um, stages because it's hard. It's hard to actually sit and, and be aware and analyze and get to know who you are at your core, because most people go through life on autopilot and don't even wake up to that fact. So this is one of the most important stages. And so I want you to imagine for a moment that everything you had in life was suddenly taken away. I mean, everything, um, you know, your money, relationship, friendships, accomplishments, um, 
anything that is sort of like tangible and physical in your life, possessions, everything like that. And then I want you to reflect and ask yourself the question, these questions, you know, what if everything I have was suddenly taken away from me? What if all I had was left was my naked being? How would that make me feel? How would I feel if I was alone with me, myself and I, and nothing else, no phone to distract me, no work or chaotic relationships based on toxicity, you know, what would I actually have that would be of value? And I think these are really, really important questions. And it's, it's a really interesting scenario because it's a scenario that probably you've never taken the time to imagine. And it's interesting because how you feel about yourself after everything's been taken away is essentially the measure of who you feel your self-worth and your self-esteem is. And so if you have a high level of self-worth, then you probably in this scenario, wouldn't change who you feel as a person. It wouldn't shake your self-confidence. It wouldn't be based off of external circumstances. And so you can then see that your value comes from within. And this is why it's absolutely crucial to actually take time to sit long and hard about the question and answer these questions with genuine, genuine honesty. I don't know why I had a hard time saying that word, you know, what would I actually have that would be of value? Ooh, I got goosebumps. What would I have that would actually be of value? The deeper that you dig into this question, it's not just like, okay, I wrote a sentence. I am enough, right? Let's dig into the question. This is where evolution comes from, my friends. And the more that we sort of get to know ourselves, become aware that we can actually see what the, the gaps are or, or who we want to be. And sometimes this is why people come to work with me because they don't know where to start. They don't know how to get to the point of that or to the root of the cause. And, and that's okay as well. You know, if you're like, I don't know how to answer this question, then reach out to someone like myself, reach out to someone who knows this stuff and knows how to move people through these things, because that it's so powerful when you get here. And I really just want to make sure that you take this seriously, that the more you ponder, the more information that you're going to find out about yourself, and you're going to understand where real authentic self-worth is coming from. And, you know, it comes from the understanding really that no matter what happens outside of me, no matter what's taken from me, I'm not affected internally because I'm connected to my authentic self. And that's essentially what matters most when it comes to building our self-worth. So let's take a bit deeper here. Actually, let's take another moment. I'm going to give you some, some more goody questions. You know, when we dig deeper into looking at our true value, let's think about some other questions to help us unlock how we see ourselves without our clothes, without our masks, without our inhibitions, just our naked, authentic self. So, you know, really simple questions, but really powerful. Like, who am I? Who am I not? You know, um, how am I showing up in this world? How do other people see me? How do other people speak about me when I'm not there? You know, what key life moments define who I am together to, sorry, today. And, and, and the really big question I think too, is like, what brings me the most fulfillment, the most happiness, the most passion, and the most connectedness to who I am in this earth, on this earth. And so who you are and how you see yourself is really the biggest key to understanding your authentic value, who you are and how, how others see you, how they speak about you, of course, is important, right? But it's not so much about them, but rather about how you feel 
you yourself about yourself as a result of how others see or speak about you. And that, my friends, is the true measure of self-worth. Okay. And so this really is, I think a big part. And then we also should sort of look around our weaknesses, our shadow sides. I have another episode I did a long time ago around shadow work. Check that out around our dark side, because this is another thing when it comes to being a self-aware, and we're going to talk about self-acceptance next is we have to look at our weaknesses and our struggles. So looking and asking yourself, you know, where do I struggle most? Where do I need to improve? What fears are holding me back right now? What emotions are really impacting my ability to evolve as a person? What patterns do I usually live by? And where do I constantly feel like I am consistently letting myself down or where I feel like I have to be perfect all of the time? And so again, you can see how we're getting real. We're accepting the fact that we are only human beings and that we all have personal struggles. And that is the biggest aspect, you know, around looking at who we are as an individual and becoming self-aware to who the heck we are on this planet. And so I have spoken a lot about stage one because it's one of the most important stages that I am going to, I, I explained that at the beginning, I have to talk about it again, Alexa. Um, so let's talk about the second one. So the second one is the self-acceptance stage. And this is, again, I mean, they're all challenging to get through, which is why people come and work with me. But really, you know, if you understand where self-worth comes from, where your self-awareness is, how you're showing up in the world, you know, you'll probably have a pretty clear picture of your current level of self-worth at this point. You either like, oh, I got in the bag or no, I need to really work on this. And there of course will be good things about yourself that you see, maybe things that you just sort of feel neutral about and things that you might not have even told another human being, but in order to feel authentic self-worth, we have to be real. We have to be authentic with ourselves all the time. And that means we have to accept every single aspect about ourselves, the good, the bad, and the ugly, as they would say, we are not perfect. Nobody is perfect yet. We've all made flaws. We've all made flaws. We've all made mistakes. We all have flaws. We all feel as if we failed the different areas of your life right? And this is you, this is everybody. But when we talk about self-worth, that is who you are. You're not just this vision that the, the good version that people see, let's think about social media, right? You're not just a highlight reel on social media. There's a lot more depth to you, myself included. We've all had times where we feel like that is an unlovable aspect of ourselves. So in order to feel self-worth, we have to be able to accept all of that. We have to be able to forgive ourselves to even come from up to a place, not even of like self full self-acceptance, but self-neutrality at least, you know, without feeling judgment towards ourselves, without making excuses, this is who you are. And so I want you to take a moment to acknowledge, like I accept myself. I accept my light side. I accept my dark side. I accept the parts of myself that I feel are unlovable. And this includes my flaws, my fears, my behaviors, my patterns and qualities that I'm not truly that proud of. And this is who I am. And I am at peace with that. So just sit there, you know, if you have to listen to this podcast again to get that, but write that down, take moment every day to say these things to yourself because fully accepting yourself in the spite of all your flaws and weaknesses and everything is truly going to get you to the next level 
of self-worth. And that's one of the big, one of the things I do with my clients is shadow work, because I think it's so powerful in being able to understand who we are authentically, because we can't be authentic. We can't be real unless we are vulnerable and brave enough to look at ourselves as a whole picture and not just part of the puzzle. We have to really embrace who we are wholeheartedly and, and, and fully. So that is sort of, you know, looking at these, these, aspects of you. And, and, and this is probably one of the biggest things that could be holding you back from feeling your authentic self. The stage, the third stage I want to talk about is self-love, self-love on my business card. It says I'm a self-love guru. And that doesn't mean that I've mastered every single thing. It means that I've gotten to this stage where I truly can say that I feel all the things I'm about to say. And it's taking me years, my friends, to get here. Um, So getting to this stage, you know, stage three of self-love is not this quick overnight situation. And that is why I quit my full-time career to help women get real change. Because most times I find if we are sitting in a phase of, you know, coming from trauma or whatever your background is, and you're going into, let's say, hormonal mental health therapy or whatever it is, um, sometimes we are fully soaked focused on just simply surviving what has happened to us. And we never get to the stage of self-love. So that is why I've, again, started my own healing journey with, to help so many women, because this is where the aha moments come from. This is where the growth comes from. And this is when it's going to get you to true self-evolution, which is the next stage, my friends. So let's talk about self-love before I get ahead of myself. So we come from self-acceptance, right? It's now time to take that acceptance of all who we are and acknowledge our real authentic value on this planet. And in order to do this, it's truly important to remember that we have to practice self-love. And this truly means when we talk about self-love, when I think about self-love, I think about treating myself with kindness. I think about tolerance of, of, various things. I think about compassion, self-compassion. I think about generosity to myself. And like I've already said, we all have flaws and we all have limitations. We all have essentially quotations, weaknesses, but we all do. We literally all do. Nobody is perfect. And if you're thinking about like, well, what about Janice over there? She looks perfect. The perfect mom, perfect wife, perfect, blah, 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 blah. Nah, she ain't perfect either, Janice. You ain't perfect. People, again, comparing themselves on social media always get down on their self-worth because they feel like there are perfect people out there, but that is not true. It's not true. Being imperfect is part of being a human being. And so it's time to let it go. And instead, practice being compassionate with yourself. Compassion, compassion, compassion. Compassion comes from self-love, which comes from self-acceptance, which comes from being self-aware. So you can see how we're connecting all the stages together. And these are the stages that we have to go through when we move through this process. And one pretty simple method in regards to practicing self-love is speaking to yourself in a positive and supportive way. So, you know, saying loving statements, positive affirmations. I love myself as I am today. I am worthy. I am enough. I'm a capable human. I feel valued. I feel special. I feel loved, right? Things like that. And talking to yourself in this way really brings your focus and attention to the beauty hidden inside of you. And when I think about affirmations, there are some people who can't grasp it because we can't just expect ourselves to say it once or three times or 10 times. 
and expect ourselves to shift and, and have self-love. That's not how it works, which is why I'm giving you the stages, right? There are stages we have to go through. So you can't just expect to say affirmations and have them change your life. That's not fully have to work. You have to embody them. There's a process around that and all of that jam. Um, and so really when we get to self-love, we're not looking for external circumstances, people's approval, accomplishment, or sorry, acknowledgement, nothing like that. Instead, we're looking inside for the approval within ourselves. We really are connecting to our own needs, meeting our own needs and understanding what we want in this world. Who the heck are we? Right. Um, and then the fourth stage is when we become self-evolutionary. So the self-evolution stage is what I call this. And this means that we start to, we get to start to evolve. We get to start to rewrite who we are. And this is when we have self-understanding. Um, we have fully accepted who we are as a person, as an individual. And when we get to this stage, we are practicing self-love. We're practicing self-compassion and we have come to a place in our lives where no one else except ourselves can define who we are. And this is when we get to rewrite our story. And I have goosebumps right now thinking about it because I remember this stage of my life very clearly. And I also love seeing women go through this stage too, because it's so cool. And so we have to make sure that given this, it's really important to openly acknowledge and recognize that we no longer need to please other people. And so if you're coming from a place of, let's say you've experienced trauma, it's really hard to get to the stage where you don't feel like you have to please people. Or you don't have to be attached to external accomplishments, things like that without processing your trauma. So that's the first step before you even get here. And the, when you get to this point though, it's like when people have their own opinions, people have their own lives, they don't impact you. We also have our own lives. We have our own opinions and you know, if you're struggling with negative self-defeating thoughts, then that again is another aspect that you have to deal with before you can get to this stage, because sometimes our opinions are our worst uh, enemy and we have to deal with those as well and challenge those thoughts. Um, but no matter what people do, no matter what they say, it's really doesn't matter to you because you alone control your own perspective. You control your attitude, your behaviors, your patterns, once you get to the stage of being conscious. And so therefore you my friend, hold the power to respond to people's behaviors, circumstances, events in your life based off of your own internal sources, your own resourcefulness inside of you and your own reflection of what your true value is, you know? And I think with this client and I think about like, she came from a place of thinking like, what I I'm allowed to do that. And I'm like, yeah, you're allowed to live your life as you please. You don't not have to do or go do the thing or go to the event solely because someone external wants you to do that. If it doesn't make you feel safe, it doesn't feel true to who you are, you are in control of that. And it's really important to recognize that our true value, regardless of what our status is, of how much we've earned or what a career is, our possessions that we have, relationship status, whatever, we have true value based off of self-worth that is not measured by these things. You know, it rather comes from an internal measure of who we see ourselves as, as a naked person. And that's where our true personal power comes from. And I can also say that when you get to this place, and I think about my own life, it's like, I think of law of attraction, right? Law of attraction is when I see myself from a different lens, 
when I see myself from a whole lens of a self-worthy lens of high self-esteem, I attract different things in my life because I'm putting out different energy. And I tell my clients this all the time. They're listening. They're like, yeah, I know you tell me all the time. You tell me every day. Um, but it really is true that when you shift how you show up, you attract different people, different things, different circumstances. Okay. And so the last stage I want to talk about is self ownership. Oof. This one gives me goosebumps too, because we have to be accountable for accountable for our own lives. We have to recognize that we have to take ownership for our circumstances, for our issues, for our wounds. And if you're coming from a trauma perspective, that means that, you know, it wasn't your fault that the trauma happened to you, but it is your responsibility to heal that trauma. And I know that's a tough thing to hear sometimes, but it is true. And so we have to take ownership for our own lives. Now, of course, it's worth mentioning that I'm not saying that you have to be um, a martyr. I'm not saying you have to be responsible for other people's emotions or what other people do. What I am saying is you have to take full accountability for everything that happens to you without giving away your personal power. I hope that makes sense because really to take responsibility means we have to acknowledge that we have the personal power inside of ourselves without anybody else to change how we show up, to influence our lives, to, you know, shift how we see ourselves and how we move throughout this world. So those are the five stages. So again, first, self-awareness, second, self-acceptance, third, self-love, four, self-evolution, and five, self-ownership. And when we think about having a high level of self-worth, self-esteem, we're no longer relying on other people to make decisions for us. We hold ourselves accountable and we alone have the power to shift how we move throughout this life. So this means we're not projecting our stuff onto other people. We're not complaining. We're not blaming. There's no judgment, no excuses. We take our power back. We come out of victim stance and we become an owner of our lives. I always say to people, I can't remember remember reading this years ago and like a motivational book or something around. I'm not a renter in my life anymore. I'm an owner of my life. And this means that we fully trust ourselves. We trust our ability to make our decisions and we put ourselves in the driver's seat of our lives. No longer are we really, you know, this straw or the straw is it sticks. I think the piggies did straws or stick houses. We are brick solid houses. We are steady. We are self-assured. We understand who we are authentically. We accept ourselves all the dark sides and the light sides, and we love ourselves unconditionally, right? We understand that we are humans. We make mistakes. And we, again, recognize that we are in the driver's seat of our own lives. We get to steer the ship wherever we go. No matter what storm comes up, we are strong. And if we have an obstacle, we don't see it as like, well, that's it. I'm done. We see an obstacle as an opportunity to learn. Okay, here's a really unhealthy relationship that I'm not part of anymore. And I recognize that through healing work, that it doesn't define who I am. And I get to choose how I show up. And I'm not going to you know, be stuck on that. I'm going to make adjustments and again, move on through my life. And the bottom line is not, we're not rattled or phased by anything that happens outside of us. And let me tell you, I'm sure no one would disagree with this. The world's a mess. The world is a mess, but our inner world can be steady. It can be calm. It can be consistent and it can be healthy. And that's what makes the difference. And eventually that regardless of what happens externally, we can always bring ourselves back. And when I talk about healing, I'm not talking about once you hop on this train, it's like this linear line to like health and love and self-love. I'm talking about, there are going to be times when you spiral back into an old pattern or something 
But when you have true self-worth, you have the strategies and the inner sense of steadiness that can help you get back to your authentic self quicker than if you didn't. So that is all I really have to say. If you have any questions, please reach out to me on social, send me an email. I love to chat about this, you know, and if this is something that you really want to chat about more than I already said, Alexa, like, why are you talking? I get so weird at the end. Cause I'm like, Hmm, what do, how do I close off this podcast? Cause there's just me just doing my thing in my office, raw dogging it. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Cause I'm just going to keep rambling on about nothing. I hope everyone has a great time wherever you are. And if you're not, it's okay not to be okay as well. I, I don't know why I said that message here. I am still rambling on. All right. Peace out everyone. Have a good night or day. Hello, lovely human. And thank you so much for listening to this episode of authentically you. It truly, it means a lot to have you here listening. And I hope you really took something away from this episode. If you are ever looking for more, check me out on Instagram. I am posting inspirational stuff there all the time. And if you ever want to dig deeper, please reach out to me as well. And let's have a chat about you doing some deeper one-on-one healing. Cause let me tell you that is when the true magic happens. Thank you.